We are bombarded with all kinds of messaging in media every day. Who's the hottest artist? What's the latest trend in social media? What massive tweet will change the civic or religious landscape? What's the next in thing? Messaging's not so bad if we keep it in perspective. And that's what we're going to do right now, today. Keep life in perspective as we listen intently for God's message so all the others will make sense. Welcome to Message Daily with your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Peace and blessings, listening friends. We know that you could have chosen to spend your time doing any one of a number of things, but I'm excited that you have chosen instead to invest some of it with us. This is L. David Harris. I am your host, and this is Message Daily, where we give you God's word every single day, and today is no exception. We are continuing in our devotional series titled Redemption Through the Book of Isaiah under the caption, Isaiah's Testing Truth. Isaiah's testing truth. We'll get into that in just a moment, but first let's pray and then we'll get underway. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us the privilege of opening your word this morning. Please give us your wisdom and help us to see the central message of this passage. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen again. Strategy matters. Strategy matters matters. When you want to get a point across or a message across, it matters how you do it. And in the case of Isaiah, if he only intended to convey information, information is good. Information is good. And oftentimes information is needed. Awareness campaigns are based on information. But if it was only information that he was trying to convey, he would lay out all the details regarding Messiah at once. But in order to teach, so you know, teaching is one of the top three spiritual gifts spoken of in the New Testament. In order to persuade and to give his audience or his listeners an encounter with the servant of the Lord, he develops a rich fabric of recurring themes in symphonic fashion. Wasn't that poetic? And if you don't understand it, symphony, music, those go right into our understanding without having to pass too much the critical thinking side. And so through the Holy Spirit, we have uh, the truths, the testing truths of the word of God that we need to think through, analyze, submit our minds to God, say, Lord, is this what you would have me to understand? But there are other aspects of our understanding and our learning that go right in not having to pass that. So this is a comprehensive message. When you're listening to music, when you're hearing the psalms of music, those go right into your mind in a way without the cognitive filter that, say, analytical reasoning would create. But that's another study. The point is he unfolds God's message in steps so that each aspect can be grasped in relationship to the rest of the picture, the rest of the picture, pictures, music, symphony, poetry often go right into our understanding in ways that we probably couldn't even imagine. Isaiah is an artist whose canvas is the soul of his listener. Isn't this wonderful? He utilizes many modes of, of teaching as he shares the good news of Messiah who is to come and the deliverer uh, who is our God. And so in Isaiah chapter 5, 
uh, uh, 50, pardon me, beginning at verse 4, we read, The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned. God gave it to him. He didn't think that he was strong enough on his own or had some special skill set. No, he receives it from God that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Are you weary and heavy laden? You know, God said that if you are weary and heavy laden, I, Jesus speaking, will give you rest. Take my yoke, he said, upon me, uh, upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. And so even back in Isaiah's day, he's saying he's looking for a word instant in season for the weary soul. He waketh morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God hath opened mine ear as it was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. Wait a minute. Now, now, now it sounds like this special servant that we know about Jesus Christ. Remember we identified him. And a lot of times people forget that this is what Jesus went through. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off my hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Isn't it wonderful that God that God would have shown us through the person of Jesus Christ as Messiah how to be determined, how to be resolute, how to be convicted about the message that he is given to give to other people? Jesus did it. Jesus did it before Jesus came to this earth. The plan for his life lay out before him in all of its perfect details. Isn't that wonderful? Nevertheless, living as a human being among men, he laid aside his foreknowledge of these things and was guided by the Father's will. The Bible says great is the mystery of godliness or God. Ah, God became flesh. Jesus Christ came in the flesh so that he could save us from our sins. We know that he's equal to the Father, right? Jesus said, I and my Father are one. In, in the book of Micah, chapter 5, the Bible says that he existed from eternity past, yes? And in, in John chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1, in multiple places in the book of Colossians, we see that Jesus Christ created all things, and without him was not anything made that was made. And yet the Bible says that he became obedient unto death. He uh, submitted himself and became as a servant so he could save those who are under the condemnation of the law. And so the blessing is that the message comes very clear, the submission of Christ, the message of Christ, the mission of Christ, verse 7 of uh, Isaiah chapter 50, for the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is mine adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God will help me. Who is he that shall condemn me? Lo, they all shall wax old as a garment. The moth shall eat them. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust 
in the name of the Lord. Did Jesus trust in his father? Did he, as he walked on planet earth, did he trust the father? Well, we know that he did. The answer is yes. And stay upon his God. And so even though the devil, the adversary, uh, he arraigned Christ, he had no valid charge to bring against him. Why? Because God, our father, justified him. Jesus was innocent and knew that his accuser knew it as well. The false charges brought against Jesus revealed the malice of those who brought them. Who will help me? We know that there is confidence in the love of God our Father. Jesus demonstrated what it's like to surrender a human's will to the will of God. And he demonstrated the kind of spiritual success in all ways that we all can receive if we will submit as well. He said that we must abide in him and he will abide with us. And I'm thankful that we see this testing truth in the book of Isaiah. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. Always remember, what God says matters most. His message shared through our lives has the power to change the world today and provide hope for the future. This has been Message Daily with L. David Harris. Until next time, make it a great day.